0: Hi folks, Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at recruiting firm Riderflex. If you enjoyed today's guest interview, please give it a like and be sure to subscribe to the Riderflex podcast. And now, a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing360. Fuel your brand. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your
0: brand. Franny Tacey on the Rider Flex podcast. How you doing, Franny? I'm solid. How about yourself, Steve? Hanging in there. Love that, love that accent. Oh my gosh, love it, love it. You, you, you grew up in North Carolina, right? So it's, it's with you, it's there. Even though you went to school in Arizona,
1: yes, but it's Nashville, Tennessee. This is a Southern draw. It's not an accent. That's how. That's what they like to say from Nashville. But I did live out west, but I carried the accent with me there and back.
0: Okay, so but you went to high school in Tennessee. I did. I went to an all-girl Catholic school in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Is this before Nashville was like huge with country music or no, it was already, it was already big back then in the eighties, right? Honey, those were the good old days. That was the real (laughs) country music.
1: Chris Christopherson bought me my first beer when I was 15 years old in a bar.
0: No, no, come on. Yes.
1: Yes. And Nashville, back when I was growing up, every County surrounding Nashville was a dry County. So all the buskers and the musicians and all the scandal and livelihood that was what was thriving in Nashville back then.
0: <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't know all the counties were dry. What interesting.
1: Yeah. They were back in the 70s
0: and 80s. How about that? Okay. Yeah. And how far out of town? So the town you were where were you went to high school from Nashville? Where, where was that at?
1: Oh, I was right in it right next to, they call it the green Hills area, close to Vanderbilt's oh, okay. and okay. Okay. right in the thick of it.
0: Are you serious? Um, he bought you I'm your sorry. first beer, are you, well, first well, how'd, that, how'd that happen? What, what were you at? Like, first of all, how'd you even get the bar? You were 15. <laughs> That's true. But then
1: the drinking age was only 18. So, you know, it wasn't as far of a stretch as it is now. Okay. And like I said, that was the good old days. It was outlaw country then. They didn't care. Very yeah. into the music scene. I was in a, a bunch of different music videos when I was younger. So really? I, yes. Uh, Bill and Ray Cyrus was one of them. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> what? Were you going to be? Okay. Were you going to be? Did you want to be an actor or singer or something? Was that part of your goal early on? No. Well, no, I just
1: love music. I had a bunch of friends that were musicians, a bunch of friends that were in the music industry or their parents were. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right. So
1: we got to be in a lot of videos and, you know, in exchange for cowboy boots or something. I was cheap yeah, yeah. labor. You know? <laughs> like she wants some cowboy boots and, you know, we'll be happy. So we just ended up, you know.
0: That's pretty cool. That's pretty. what they do. Were they like, hey, um. We're shooting a video. We need some extras. If you're interested, show up at this time, and then they pick you out of the crowd. Is that how that went?
1: Yeah, there was a booking agent down on Music Row that um, one of my best friend's dad's worked for. And so I we see. pretty much, I they see. just got us cute little teenagers together and put us in all different videos. <laughs> and stand-ups. I mean, I wasn't the star of anything.
0: Well... But, did you ever have any of these uh, famous cowboys to try to take you out on dates? Did you ever have any boyfriends that were famous back then that you, you want to tell us you want to confess about? <laughs> uh, w- to be quite
1: honest. I mean, I am all fire and Leah. I mm-hmm. had no interest. I mean, I had boyfriends, but usually it was just a placeholder. So people would leave you alone. You know, I see. I see. as a teenage girl, I had way too many other things. That was fun. So I just had a boyfriend there. Okay. And, <laughs> no, I wasn't all glitz and glamour. I was into the music, to be quite honest, you know. Remember,
0: remember when I we go- taught
1: myself to play guitar and sing, but you know, I was it's to everybody's blessing. I did not take that as a career path.
0: <laughs> remember when we could go to the music store? I remember going to the music store and flipping through the cassettes and the CDs? Wasn't that fun?
1: I was the first person. Anybody new to have a CD player, I made all the mixtapes back then, super into it, super into it. I actually wanted to be a solid gold dancer, but I had some (laughs) things playing against me for that (laughs) one.
0: Uh, So have you always been kind of athletic and energetic? I mean, I mean, I saw some photos of you. I hope you don't mind mentioning this, but I saw some photos of you. I was like, holy shit. She's in her early fifties. I hope you don't mind me mentioning that people can probably figure out how old you are by looking at your stuff anyway, because, because you have, when you went to college on your LinkedIn, so people are going to know how old you are. But yeah. I was like, man, she's in her early fifties and damn, she looks, she looks good. She looks she's working out every day. Have you always been athletic like that and in shape? And pr- is that part, always. that part of your life? Yeah. Muscles for miles
1: is what <laughs> they would say. You know, I've always been a trail runner and I worked, you know, always just okay. have a lot of energy. And my son who is 26 just happens not only to be an engineer for John Deere, but he was ranked number one in the U S 14th in the world for 70.3 Ironman. It's just kind of in our wow. blood.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. This is
1: like okay. the Franny force. I come in they are like, Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> was your, are you married or your ex-husband? What's the story there?
1: It's an ex-husband and, okay. uh, it's been a couple years since then, but just bought him out of the businesses a little bit over a year ago
0: Ooh, so that that's we a, that's could really, like whole, there
1: was no conflict with what our brand mission and values were so that we mm-hmm. could really stick to what my name said and what I stand for.
0: Oh, I want to so, come back to that. I want I want to come back. I want to come back to that. Cause that's like, that's probably a whole, like a whole whole podcast episode, but let me go back for a minute here. So you were married young? How long were you married to the same guy for a long time, or?
1: Um, almost uh, seventeen years we were together.
0: Okay, and one so. son, one yep. son. Okay. Yep. All right. Not married before that. That was your only, your only husband so far.
1: That's the only husband so far. But I was proposed to three times before that. Mm-hmm. I was engaged once, called it off, and. You know, it's one of those things when you grow up with your parents, when they get divorced, when you're young, then oftentimes you're like, eh, maybe I shouldn't do that. But then, <laughs> you know,
0: so you had, you I overcame
1: had. the fear and then went through that chapter. And now I'm back to it like, maybe I shouldn't do that again.
0: <laughs> so I have an
1: amazing partner that I call my soul man. That's super solid.
0: And okay, so you have a new guy, you have a new guy in your life, and no, and okay, yes, cool. yeah.
1: and we have a we're launching an extension of Franny's pharmacy, which has all been based around CBD and hemp for healing into foods. So there's no CBD or anything in it, it's called pasta and prana, hemp pasta. We've been getting it out to the test market, there's a huge demand for it. It's going to actually launch in June. And it'll did be high-end high-end restaurants throughout the country. And um
0: yeah. Did you give this partner? Is this partner part of the business? What's the story there? Did he buy in? Is he what, what's going on? Oh here? no, this
1: is separate. He has a hashtag pasta and prana. He's a yoga teacher and a pasta man. He's I lived see. in Italy, cooked for years, I out know. of the restaurant business, pretty much a yoga teacher and sells and mixed pasta.
0: Was he your yoga teacher? Were you going to yoga class? And he's like, hey, what's what's up? Let's go on a date. What happened?
1: (laughs) Well, we were friends a good long while. But Asheville is a small town. So um, after my divorce, I took a year sabbatical from all men (laughs) because I didn't want to do like, yes, I just took a year sabbatical. Uh. And really went inward. And I had what an amazing journey. You know, it's not really... Until we crack open, can we mm. let more light in, and can we open the space for something else? Mm. Mm. And it was a real journey inward. I spent a month in Peru, it's is right after cool. after it all happened, to just connect with a the farm there and different. Just go inward, you know. And I like to say, like I'm a, died and been reborn about four hundred times in the past year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and mm. like, I can't even identify, and I'm sure some of us can all relate to that. Like, I can't even identify to the person I was three years ago. Really interesting. When mm. I was in that marriage and really trying to compromise so much to mm. how do we come together for a solution? And now mm. it's just so easy because I have nothing questioning or standing in the way. Our mm. company is very... Dedicated to our brand values and missions, it will always come back to that. It means.
0: Did you and your ex-husband start the company together? Were you both were you co-founders?
1: Um. Yes. So I was the first female farmer in 2017. Okay. And that was after he said, "You are not going to grow hemp. Our neighbors are not going to like that." And (laughs) I said, "That's bullshit." And yes, I am. And you must have forgot who you married. Don't tell me what to do. I do not take (laughs) kindly to that. (laughs) And did that, but made a deal that I was so dedicated to putting the education behind it. And so it was in 2019. Actually, he came home to say, I quit my job. We're opening a dispensary. So he had been planning this without me really knowing. And it was great. Hold on. Hold on.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Yeah you're growing the farm. You're doing this farm thing. He's got his job. And then he just comes home and says, we're opening a dispensary. And he didn't talk to you about it. It's not part of the business plan. You guys are not have having... He just does this separate thing under the same, under the same LLC or the same company. No, he set up a new company. So he set up a yeah, new but, company. okay, Yeah. <laughs> so
1: that was a, I was like, wow. Wow. Uh, but also, you know, one of my best characteristics is I'm very open-minded.
0: Okay.
1: I take risks, and I'm non-judgmental of people. Okay. Individually, especially Wait, people in uh,
0: relationships,
1: we uh, all have to face it. You got to go. You got to deal with so much to be in okay. it. Okay. Um, but it really was a divergence, and it was an awakening and understanding. Like, you know, wow, I got to. You know, make sure that I'm involved in this and our brand and mission and values. So I was growing, started a nonprofit, Women in Hemp, uh, ended up uniting with NC State to do research because this is not only what I did, but though a lot of the way women really work in business, we're going to network, we're going to pull the pieces together. So that's what I was doing. I was like, yeah, I was born with 10 green thumbs, but I've been in corporate America and pharmaceuticals for almost 15 years. And I hadn't grown cannabis since 30 years ago with my roommates in the basement of our farm on Flagstaff. You know, <laughs> right. I was like, I'm not going to pretend like I know everything. So I got all the university partners involved.
0: When you and- say when you say united with the university, do you mean grant as in you got funding from them? No. I gave them money. Oh, okay. Yes.
1: To put this, yes, to put this in research so that we could have growers. We would be taking notes. We had consistency. I was the first person to put QR codes, track with COAs, UPC, talk to all the sheriffs around here. I mean, this was a couple of years before it was even legal. I actually have a TED talk from 2018, most terrifying I thing I ever did.
0: I saw that. I saw I saw part of it this morning.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I came at to, I was like, hemp's the only thing that could feed, close shelter and provide medicine. And as somebody that loves plants as my hobby, my whole life, there's 450,000 plants out there, horticulture. Mm. And there's only one that was designed that has cannabinoids in the body and cannabis, a plant that were designed to fit lock and key together. So and I read the emperor wears no clothes 30 years ago. And I
0: was just, <laughs> that's when I was young.
1: And fiery.
0: But You're <laughs> still fiery. You're still fiery.
1: I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're <laughs> lying to us. What? Cause I had come from a very conservative. My dad was a farmer and an Episcopal deacon Whoa. in our church. Whoa. And then I have my mom, which is half a City slicking, running the bond division for all of Nashville, Tennessee. You know, I think that I think the budget back then was 700 million, which is like 15 cents now. But, you know, so
0: cannabis was not you didn't. So so you you didn't do cannabis in high school with your parents knowing.
1: Oh, no, actually, I really didn't know a whole bunch about it, except my boyfriend at the time. Who went to college on a golf scholarship was smoking weed or whatever. And anytime I needed to write a paper, and I made straight A's through college, master's, PhD coursework, all this stuff. But when I needed to write a paper or study, Mm -hmm. I would go to his house for a quote study group with my girlfriends, (laughs) and he would tell me, like, smoke this, and then I could drop in and write these amazing papers. It was the cool. focus. So it was used as my study drug.
0: But your but, parents didn't know. You didn't. You, that wasn't cool. With oh,
1: your no, 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 no. They already put me in Catholic school, and the nuns locked me in closets. There was no place else for me to go. I'm like, I don't know what they would have done. And they actually had said, had, had we had to do this much longer, we were thinking about they were thinking, maybe military school is good for you. When did
0: w- when did you come out to your parents that you were a cannabis CBD fan? When did that um, when did that conversation happen?
1: You know, I was pretty open with it once I got to college, but it still okay. wasn't like I used it a ton recreationally. I was using it as a focus. Okay. I took 18-hour course loads, I worked full-time, I had a rock and roll boyfriend. I had things to do. And in order to make the grades and get the scholarships, I had to make good grades. And like
0: yeah.
1: weed was, that was it for me. And it was gotcha. a lot different back then too. Okay. Oh, it was no a little doubt. Bit more like, yeah.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, coming from a conservative family and uh, it was a little bit, Challenging for them, but the <laughs> CBD <laughs> was a great intro. There
0: that was a great cool. intro. Yeah, right, right. Well, you—I'm uh, sure your dad was like, "Wait a minute, is that? Does that get yeah. you high?" Like he probably didn't even know the difference. Well, he was a farmer, so maybe he did know the difference. I don't. They know.
1: call it ditchweed where he was because it right. grows out in the in the rural That's areas right. of Tennessee, right. still in the ditches. So he was a cattle farmer, and they could point it out. They called it ditch weed. They knew where it was. Mm. Yep. Mm.
0: Okay. Um,
1: And honestly, I was, we bought the farm 10 years before that. We're coming up on 10 year anniversary. So Mm. seven years before it was even legal. And I was in pharmaceuticals. So they always, they called me a drug dealer then. They thought it was funny. Oh, Franny, Franny Franny sells drugs. I mean, it was pharmaceuticals, (laughs) but, and then when I got into this, they're like, she's still in the drug business. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, when you told your dad, when you said, Dad, I'm going to plant him, was he like, What? what, what, what how'd that conversation go? <laughs> you know, I was
1: never so shocked and surprised in my life when my dad was the one that supports it. He oh, supports really, him. This is a man. I know God, farm, and family. And that was it for that man. Ain't mm. nothing else important in his world. Mm. And He sees and knows the value of that. And even somebody so conservative, he said, if it weren't for the ditchweed around here, us old farmers, that's what we use, ditchweed and veterinary medicine to get us to our deathbed and God.
0: How about that? Interesting. So so he takes CBD. Does it, will he do, will he do THC with you and you and him?
1: My dad passed away in a tractor accident two weeks before we planted our first crop. So we killed oh after him. Oh, And
0: I'm so um I'm so sorry. Yeah, what, it was what happened?
1: Um, well, they say he died in a tractor accident, but he had a heart attack on his tractor <sighs> and flipped it and it jackknifed. And so That's a bum. I'm sorry. It was, yeah. I mean, mm. it's never time to lose a parent. And yeah. it was How about- pretty.
0: I'm sorry about that. How about your mom? Is she alive? Is she a fan? Do you and her talk about it? Are you close to her? What's the story there? My
1: mom is the biggest advocate. Um, She is a huge fan. And she now, in her health and healing and wellness, just two years ago, within the last two years, she lost her husband, sold their farm when she retired in her late 50s. She always wanted to get back to the farm. She was 72 out on a tractor for fun. And she built herself a riding arena and had her horses. And, you know, all of that changed. She's shifting into this new phase. She's now 74. So she sold her big farm in Tennessee, lost her husband, has moved into a new home. And she's very open to the healing and health that comes from this. It has been Hugely important for her. um, That's great. Even to the extent she uses THC as well. You and her, you and her,
0: you and her, ever together on the back porch? THC. I
1: wish. I wish we. Yeah, we absolutely we have. And you know what? My nephews know it now, and everybody does. And they're like, "You got mama on that?" And I'm like, (laughs) "Look how much better and happier she is. She feels good." And, um, even to the extent, like we've had some psychotherapy psilocybin trials. Huh? that she really,
0: oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. And, your, mom, your, your mom's brave. She stepped out there with the psilocybin. Okay. How about, you that? know,
1: and it's micro doses and it's under yeah. psychotherapy and it's so good. You know, again, research, you know, I went into research for him. That was the first thing. Even in uh, mushrooms, we grow all sorts of different mushrooms on our farm. And you do. yeah, there's lion's mane. We grow all sorts of botanicals for our products too. We even have a whole line that is beyond the CBD and hemp realm, it uses, still uses hemp flour, but it's not CBD or THC and botanicals. We go ashwagandha, which is a really important one. We grow all sorts of different Very healing and healthy herbs. Um, And we use them in our product line because we're vertically integrated. So we take it from the farm to drying, into processing, into our very own manufacturing plant distribution, and into our supply chain.
0: So you don't have somebody else manufacture it. You do it yourself. You don't have a third party for that.
1: We manufacture. Wow. Now, our alchemist also has, we manufacture in three different places. Okay. And our alchemist has his own brand and he does some of our manufacturing. Okay. But all of it. We trace everything. It never leaves our oversight. And this is why we're known as the most trusted brand, because let's face it, it's unregulated industry out there.
0: Yeah, it And
1: is. there's one thing we don't we don't manufacture, which is vapes. There's hardware, it's equipment, it's really interesting. Okay. With all the minor cannabinoids that are now hot and on the market people want, you know, there's a demand for it and you can only get those in retail places. So it's great for our franchises to get feet in the doors for those vapes. But I went through 80 different, 80 different products until we got the one that we can partner with and collaborate with that is doing it without anything and legitimate COAs.
0: Okay. Now you're, you're growing, you're manufacturing, you're wholesaling and you're retailing. Yes. How many, re- and, and mm-hmm. you you have, you have one company retail store and then franchised stores after that. What's your retail model?
1: Um, we have three corporate stores, 12 franchises. We're in six States. Our next store to open is uh, that's under construction. So by the time we get this out in the air, we'll have Miami and Fort Lauderdale being built out, Wilmington and Greenville, North Carolina.
0: Do you built. like the franchise model? What was your strategy there? and what why not why not just stick with corporate stores? What was your strategy there?
1: Well, I come from my master's is in education. All the, everything that happened from the time I got in this industry, I talked to 30,000 farmers the first two years. I talked to people all over the country. Everybody wants to know how to do it. You can't tell somebody how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the time that takes me out of the business. So the whole time I was like, how do we set up something that is duplicatable? So we did it once. Then we did it with our second store. And then before we even opened our third one, we started, we did an affiliate program to see how does it work if you want to okay. partner with somebody okay okay well, then quickly decided hey that's when I was getting out of a marriage and I didn't want partners I want peers I want other businesses mm. that are invested involved yet we still get to control it because we know I've done this so franchise model makes sense Okay. Even in pharmaceuticals, I was a trainer there. I was a manager. I worked in manufacturing. It's what I know how to do. It's have you had to crash? Have,
0: have you had to crash down on any franchise owners yet, and go in and say, "Hey, man, what the hell are you doing? This is not our brand." Have you had to? Yes, yes. <laughs> I call it
1: making your own bread. Sometimes people will make their own bread. I'm like, no homemade bread. We made the bread for you. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's been a really challenging ride and so we now wait list most people okay there's okay. only three out of a hunt three percent now we're more up to about five as we've made it stricter to even be accepted for
0: okay. review okay
1: but there's a lot that you have to do to be aligned you got to be in the right area the right territory the right state of mind the right inside because we're building a brand it's not just franchising
0: is it more the uh the chick-fil-a model where their operators or more the owner model like a mcdonald's owner what's your model there
1: our model right now has been owner operator they are okay. in there two of our franchise owners are both pharmacists mm. so one of them is retired and okay. she's opening alpharetta georgia amazing. Another one still works as a pharmacist and Mm. his wife helps run that Mm. out of history. Okay. Okay. So these have been owner operators. Our new model though, we've got, um, we're doing expansion is a management model where we are going to have people that are allowed to invest. It's one of the biggest inquiries we have. They want to invest But they're currently employed. They don't know how to run a business. The hardest thing about franchising is just telling people stick with the model, stick with the plan, stick with the plan. They're like, but I'm going to run a business. Exactly, stick with the plan. (laughs) And we meet, we're super like yesterday, we had an entire corporate shutdown and our franchises. The owners and some of their lead marketing people that even came in for an all-day brand strategy. We're rolling out all sorts of new products. Really digging into our health and wellness. Um, We've got our Franny's Cafe that's rolling out to many areas where we've got chakra teas and cookies and
0: these Franny cafes. Is that is that is that the cafes inside the dispensary? Is that a separate store? Okay. It is inside uh, what's your, the now. Is your is your your revenue bulk is still the wholesale, assuming you're counting your wholesale business as sales towards your franchisees. So your wholesale is still your bulk of your business, right? I guess.
1: And e-com anybody oh. anywhere in the country can go and visit us. You look up Franny Fra and then with a Y, you can't miss me. I've been in the press 90 times. I will. I love the it. most popular ones are the ones that it, where I think I accidentally did this to. Oh, I love it. With attorneys. I'm like, does anybody else want the attorneys to be quiet? So I can tell you the <laughs> <a> real story. <laughs> um, now oh, wow. I realize.
0: They, so they Franny's like- so pharmacy.com. And by the way, pharmacy with an F Fanny's pharmacy.com. You can order direct. From your website, right to your home. And do you sell on Amazon as well? No. How come? (laughs) There's a
1: lot of different reasons. First of all, most of the people that are selling on Amazon right now, there's some unethical things. And quite honestly, we do as much as we can to not order from Amazon.
0: You mean just, you mean just, you mean just in general, like just, just in general, you just and the your company, general, just, just stay, you're just to trying to stay. really?
1: Brands, value, and mission. Brands, value, and mission. I've lived in Asheville for, 20, Asheville, North Carolina, God's country here, 23 years. And I have never gone out to eat, sit down and eat in a restaurant that was not owner, owned by somebody locally. I do not do that. Mm. Way before this business ever started. Also, I have a son, 26 years old, I've never bought fast food for, or a soda.
0: I believe it when he's like ranked number one in the US.
1: (laughs) You know, and it wasn't a big deal, you know, because he would be like, well, why can't I have that? And I was like, look at the ingredients on that. Do you know what those are? (laughs) And I always did this Uh, with him. Hey, if you were the parent, and you knew this, and you had to make the decision would you let your child that you love more than anything in the
0: world? Yeah.
1: Have something that you know is not good for. Them?
0: So are you telling me, are you telling me, Franny, that you never sneak into a drive-thru and order a cheeseburger with a coke yourself and like sneak never, over the parking lot? Ever, ever, never. <laughs> never. You don't want to confess. Come on. Come on. You come on. You had like I can like- confess to a lot of things.
1: And I actually did one today, and they're like, you know what? I don't think that should be a confession, or that you should hide that. (laughs) I chained myself to a tree in 1990 in Idaho. I had super long hair and braids, topless with an underwear with underwear on. Flagged the whole thing off because I was working for the Forest Service and found spotted owls in an old growth stand that they were going to log, and I was like, oh. Not under you, my watch. I found the owls. And I was like, I think they found me to protect them. And that, that forest stand did not get logged. But it did start this whole ripple effect. I was in forestry. I had a forestry degree. Did,
0: did you lose your job? No. because can I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I Google those? I need to Google that. Can I find those photos? I'm just joking. I, hope so. <laughs> I wish. That's what they were saying. They were like, where can we find those? Uh, yeah, where can we like, find those?
1: The forest service, you didn't, they didn't fire you for that. No, no, it's government. I'm a woman and I had a degree. As a matter okay. of fact, it was part of this whole collective going on that led mass layoffs to the forest service. And they were going to fire my boss who had worked there since he was 19 in his forties. I thought he was ancient, right? I mean, he had one foot in the grave
0: yeah. and
1: four kids and they fired him and offered me his job. And I said, good luck. I hope you make it. Fuck this. Um, Idaho sucks. <laughs> and I brewed 200 cases of beer. Only place in the world I couldn't really find like friends. Uh, called my friends in Seattle. They picked me up with my 200 cases of beer. Went there, partied till it was gone about three days later. And then <laughs> just joking. It was a little bit longer than that. <laughs> And then got on my bike and rode from Seattle to California. Stopped along the way to climb all the highest mountains,
0: Mount Shasta. Bike as in Harley or bike as in bicycle?
1: Bike as in mountain bike, which is ridiculous. We had no shocks back then. Didn't even know what a road bike was.
0: You by yourself, female, traveling on a mountain bike, just all by yourself, nobody around, climbing mountains, no plan. I'm just like... I'm just doing this.
1: <laughs> well, I had friends all the way around. I mean, this was before Google, Facebook. We had pay phones, and, you know, I kind of set up. There was um, a couple yeah, concerts was... I wanted to see. Wow. um The guys in Fish were playing one place.
0: You and went to we, Fish. Okay, you just stepped up another cool factor. They you... played at our
1: house party <laughs> in 1989 in Flagstaff. Our what? To have okay. at our farm.
0: I know. I'm yeah. so, wow, you you've had some. You're gonna have to. We're. I'm gonna have to reschedule you for the podcast. We're not gonna have enough time to cover all your stories. Holy shit, you've had a few. you've had a few life cycles in here. I love it. And it's so
1: <laughs> much fun. I mean, it's so much fun. I'm an experiential learner, so oh. you know, I just I need to live it and experience it. I love
0: that. I want. I want to. I, 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 I want to come back to your business here real quick. Um. So. Uh, franniespharmacy.com. You can order direct, can't order from Amazon. I think we should talk about that more, me and you, but I don't want to push you on it right now. Uh, uh, I'm sure you get people trying to push you that way. Can you buy it anywhere else online or only your website?
1: Right now? It's only on our website.
0: Okay. Or, or one of the stores. And how about inside other like Walgreens or any other stores?
1: Again, we're not going to go for major box off. We're a high-end brand. And okay. that's not what they're looking for. Not okay. what a CVS Walgreens looking for. However, you will find us in independently owned and operated compounding pharmacies. Mm. Why it's very aligned. Um, and I can go down the rabbit hole. I'm a super geek when it comes to research and okay. this plant. And we have, this is why we have two of our franchise owners are pharmacists. Lo okay. and behold, okay. well, we connect well. And it's so great because we're based on education and they are hard sales. Everybody knows if you can find it in a pharmacy, they have checked it everywhere. So it helps validate the reliability of our. Okay,
0: how many how many SKUs? What all are you selling? Give us a quick overview.
1: So we have over 80 80 SKUs. Uh, Our most popular always are our tincture, our gummy line. And our salve, our topicals, which does not go into your body systemically very good. the majority, we have a huge recreational crowd that likes to come in with all these minor cannabinoids and vapes. And we have a bud bar where we only buy flour from farmers.
0: So now you're you're selling THC and CBD.
1: We are not selling THC. This is a oh, okay, CBD. Okay, 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 okay. I just want
0: to be, I just to be sure. Okay. But
1: there's delta eight in there. There's a lot of these other minor cannabinoids that people really love right now. THCV, O, P, N, all of these. So we're okay. the recreational brings people in the stores, but the teachers, Sab gummies are the biggest. Then we get our chocolates and honey. There's a lot, we have a big foodie crowd that really okay. focuses on the food okay. and the, the teas and stuff are really, I mean, I had no idea. We, we were like, we want to launch these teas. We grew botanicals on our farm. We've been at this. We have a bunch of herbalists within our community that have helped formulate this. And that's one of our fastest growing products mm. that's new.
0: Is all this stuff is all this um, from the original farm, or do you have more than one farm? I know you said you had more than one manufacturing facilities, but is it still just one farm?
1: So not anymore, not okay. anymore. I was gonna say. Um, all right. So on Franny's farm, my farm, where we first planted, everybody needs to go. You can come see it and stay yeah. there. Yeah. cool.
0: That, that's cool. That's super cool.
1: cool. Wide that's cool. open. That's we cool. actually do discovery days twice a month, where we take people on a tour through our
0: manufacturing, oh, okay.
1: our can you, can you, manufacturing, okay. distribution. I'm like full transparency.
0: That's what can okay. you sit around the can you sit around the campfire and do some THC and and mushrooms? Or twenty friendly. Ready? Four twenty friendly, my friend. Yeah, I gotta come. I have got to come to the farm now. I have got to be there. I gotta stay in the cabin for a weekend, hang out for for sure. Oh my!
1: And it's so great. You get to see baby goats.
0: Like we Uh, went
1: goat yoga five years ago, and it's still a thing.
0: I love it. Okay, so love it. All right. So you do have more than one farm, which of course now you got to you got to make sure these farmers aren't screwing your product up, right? That's all
1: under research now. So I don't even have to worry about this much on my level because we set up the systems. And that's what it's all about, especially when it comes to franchising, setting up systems. We have a POS system that's running that. And we have the management system for the system. And we have a marketing system and a management system for the system. So we're all rolling on the same path.
0: And how many employees, not, not counting franchise owners, how many employees?
1: 44 was the last count.
0: Okay. Now you strike me as the face of, you're the face of the brand, the salesperson. Do you have a board? Are you 100% owner? Do you have any deal with a board or investors or anything? No, no investors
1: at this point. So I own this business. We did my friends and family. We were the first people in the country to do a public stock offering. And it's private, it's through crowdfunding, start engine.
0: Oh, okay, all right.
1: And so they're non-voting shares, and okay. this is my family and friends that helped okay. us raise about half a million dollars when we launched our manufacturing and distribution about three and a half years ago.
0: So you raised some cash, but those are Class B non-voting units. Yes. And, gotcha. um,
1: right now we're holding straight because you know what this you're, is so you're in
0: control. You're, you're, you're in control of votes.
1: Yes, sir. Thank <laughs> I love you. it. This I is the benefit it. of a divorce. You cross <laughs> values and ethics. Yeah, like but we you had, pointed out early, you just laid it on the line. She's in her fifties. I got Are one you,
0: are you on a payment thing. plan? Are you on a payment plan for that ex-husband or it was a one check, one check and done.
1: We still have some things to resolve, <laughs> but we're, we're good. <laughs> I own all these businesses. And that's great.
0: I'm going, Hey, I'm happy for you. You know? Yeah. All joking aside, the fact that you're in control, you don't have to deal with the board and votes and investors that have voting rights and all this other shit. I mean, that's hey, great for you. That's it's a
1: lot because it's what allows us to stay the course and stay the path. And all these people that got involved with the investors Like I said, I speak everywhere, and I speak on business and the revival of retail. That's why 90% of them went out of business. They came in without the right plan, without the long term, without the ability to be flexible. They take a lot of money, and they spend a lot of money.
0: Yeah, the fact that you're in control of the the cap table is really awesome. I was going to ask you, though, as the face of the company, and, and you're very, I mean, you are a salesperson at heart. You're, you're a people person at heart. Like that's who you are. Right. So who's your, um, operator who's your operations person behind you. That's really helping make sure I's are dotted are crossed. Do you have a few of those? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We've got, we've got an amazing team. We have an amazing team. So we have a COO that has come from worlds of experience. Great. Um, had a software company, sold a software company. Great. Great. We five years ago started the industrial North Carolina industrial hemp pilot program. Oh, the, he's been involved in the industry a long time, very much in North Carolina. Is that is a, Conrad? Is that Conrad? Uh, Conrad's part of our team. Warren Williams is part of our team. Our CFO has also seen a whole bunch of companies to publicly trade. And to sell, you know, and to sell out. So we've got a great team. Our marketing great. experts coming in. Awesome. Some of these are fractional. Like we have a fractional CMO right now. As I ran all sales and marketing, and I move. I like the yo. I got to jump some things and
0: fractional you know. CFO. I would think you're busy enough. I would think you're doing enough revenue now to maybe have a full time CFO. Can you share what you're doing in revenue? You probably don't want to share that, huh? Um. Millions? Let's
1: come back to that in another in another call because there's like <laughs> really we should do a follow up because as you talked about investors and some things we are going to be opening up a new oh. area into our franchise designs because a lot of people want to invest that don't meet the criteria to run a business.
0: I, okay, so all right. We're going we got some, to open yeah. right. a
1: management model. I see. So that yeah. right. we run the business successfully. And they
0: are. Yes. Have you? And, I'm sure. I'm sure you've had investors knocking on, calling you all the time, saying, "I want to buy. I want to invest. Do you want to sell?" Blah. I mean, you're probably getting that on a regular basis. I'm sure, right? I'm a graceful no. <laughs> I
1: can so gracefully <laughs> say no, but now, I love to entertain it. We had an MA agreement out there the last year of our separation. Uh-huh. Um. We had an a mergers and acquisitions. Huh? Plan out there. We were entertaining and and all the time. Mm. And I will tell you, with a smile on my face now, like we had one of them. This was the deal. It was the it. Yeah. Three different people showed up on our farm. It had been more than six months in the works. They take a long time. Yeah. Three different countries, six different states, rolling in and escalades all this stuff to meet at the farm. Big banquet table, (laughs) and they presented a deal that was not what we had agreed on. And for some <laughs> reason, there people think like, I might be for sale. And I was like, no. no. Um, <laughs> so I very politely told everybody to fuck off, fuck off and get off my property. <laughs> I love
0: and it. And then yeah. I ran
1: outside and I was like, where's my vape? Where's something? Where- what am I going to do? What do I- <laughs> and I did like 20 push push-ups. My heart was racing. Whoa. I was like, How could they have done this to me?
0: Are you you still? And then I uh, found my
1: farm manager who's like long hair. And I was like, you (laughs) got a cigarette? I was like, give me one of those. (laughs) Started inhaling (laughs) a cigarette, which I don't really smoke, you know, cigarettes, and got a real big head brush, sat down, went back five minutes later. And I'm like, I just want to make sure I was clear. Get the fuck off my friend.
0: Get the fuck off. Now, would you? Now, everybody's got a price, though, right? If somebody, if somebody wrote you a big enough check, you'd sell it all, wouldn't you? I mean, if somebody, if somebody's like, hey, here's here's five hundred million dollars, you'd probably sell it. Well, five hundred
1: million, it's sold. <laughs> yeah. but we haven't been dealing with anything like that. There, okay. I have a huge objective to build a brand, which is very okay. different.
0: Well, you you, you are selling, very you you are very passionate about that and you're very protective of your brand which i love right i mean you could have already went to amazon you could have put it in walgreens you could have you could have diluted so to speak your your brand image by throwing it out there in a bunch of other places and you're and you're very protective of that and and i and i'm assuming that's because you are making money your 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 top line revenue could be higher right now if you had went into all these places, but that doesn't mean you'd be happier. It doesn't mean you'd be making more money because, as we all know, more top line revenue does not always equal more profits. And so That's you're true. very you're very careful to be like, hey, this is a protected, so to speak, special brand, and I'm not going to put it on a Walmart shelf.
1: <laughs> well, this is where we get into like, what's your why?
0: Yeah, it's right? one.
1: Of, I don't mean to give like my secrets away, but when we talk to franchisees, potential franchisees, and they're going through the screening process, yeah, always. What is your why? Love, what
0: what is your why? why? What is your it's why? why? Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, I'm to be inspired to do something that hasn't been done every step of the way. I've been doing things that haven't been done for the greater good and collective this. I'm in my mid fifties. I could disappear and have a perfectly fine life. Yeah. I am purpose driven because I call it the invisible impact. I am here to make the greatest invisible impact I can, where I may not see that person that I help, but through our products, because I monitor the quality of it, they're infused Reiki love from the seed that goes in the ground all the way till it gets to that person.
0: I love that. that. I love, I love that. Why? Thank you for sharing that. I want to ask you something. Um, you know, on the rider flex podcast, we've had all kinds of entrepreneurs, all kinds of business owners on the show, but a heavy amount of people tied to cannabis or CBD, you know, I mean, that's, we've had a bunch of guests from that industry and I've met, I live in Colorado. So I mean, I I know, I mean, I know a lot of people in the, you're
1: embedded in cannabis.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I always ask them, I'm like, listen, man, I'm like, everybody I know in Colorado starting a CBD company and every guy, every time I talk to somebody, they're like, well, my CBD is super special. I mean, I've heard that so many times, right? I know. <laughs> what tell me just in, if, in a couple of sentences here are just uh, what really, besides the fact that it's your farms and it's, it's from start to finish, which I think is special. What else is unique about your CBD product from all the other shit that you can buy on the shelves? What makes it better? Well, there's
1: some things that make it obviously better just in the fact that we have COAs. So a certificate of analysis, that's easy to track your product to the shelf and understand what the basic cannabinoids are in that product very okay. important with pesticide tests and heavy metals okay when we look for things 85 percent of the brands out there do not pass those two tests when the right. fda did their test and pulled 86 products only 24 even passed plus or minus 20 percent variance of what was they said on the label i see so, bottom line, I'm one of the only people that put my name all over everything and I'm accessible. I see. I stand up. There's a person behind it. Mm-hmm. I give everybody a guarantee. If you don't like it, great. Here is your money back. Go on your way. But what we're doing in that invisible impact and the conscientious consumer, they're the best marketing. They share and it's repeat. That is why we are small and we are mighty, but we are have dedicated and loyal customers. Okay. And they all come back and they've tried another brand here or there. They're like, oh, we were on the road and we bought it here. Or we went in here and they're like, it's not the same.
0: Okay. Can I ask you this? So I have arthritis in my neck because I'm, by the way, I'll be 55. We're, we're very close and hey, you're younger than me and you're in a lot better shape than I am. But I'll be 50, I'll be 55 in August. Uh, and, you know, I get arthritis in my neck. I get injections in my neck for arthritis, but I've tried numerous creams and shit that you, you know, the CBD. And my wife's always like, is it helping? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like, I don't know if it's helping. I, I, I still have to get my injections. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, well, I
1: have bulging discs. So it's okay. some of the same symptoms that you okay. have, but for me, there is no cure. I'm not curing
0: it. Right, right. I'm it's like cu- how exactly.
1: yeah. to function healthy. So a lot of times, if I travel, sometimes weather can, you know, increase mm-hmm. the inflammation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's where we have topicals. I like the topicals because it will instantly give me relief.
0: What's What's the, the one, one that food. I should What's the one that I should order from your website when we get off the phone?
1: The salve.
0: All salve. right. Brand all right, all right. um I
1: have right. long hair so you don't have this issue but because of right. the my long hair I like our healing lotion okay. because okay. it absorbs quickly within the Quick. skin okay and it wouldn't make my my long hair yep. all
0: gotcha nasty. that's not gonna affect me I'll do the salve <laughs> I want to ask you <laughs> <Okay>. this <laughs> I want to ask you this what is your I know we're getting closer on time here. What is your workout routine? I've got to know now anybody in their fifties that's in good shape, you know, it's, it's an interesting how we enter this stage of our lives. We're both in our fifties now, and there's just so many different things that go through your mind uh, regarding health. And you, you know, yeah. so many people that have gotten sick or people that are starting to fucking die or whatever. And uh health, health, health is just, even more important as as you enter this phase right or at least it is for me and I'm always trying to stay in decent shape I mean uh, what is your workout routine I, I need to know when I when I, I I'm like what are you are you going to the gym for two hours every day how do you maintain oh, what you're doing well
1: I wake up consistently at okay. 6 a.m every morning it, right. you know, sometimes earlier and then spend my first hour of every day in a dedicated yoga practice with a 20 minute meditation
0: and that. Okay. 20 and minutes within like, the hour, 20 minutes inside that hour. Okay. All right.
1: And longer if I could it usually I'm finding like when the bell dings at the end of it, I'm like coming out of oh, okay, gotta go now.
0: Is this before right. is this before coffee or anything else? you boom, you're yes. right into it. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Then Sometimes what? I take a shower first if I'm like okay. oh, I gotta pull this
0: Okay. Uh, then, then and usually,
1: And as soon as I leave work, that's my objective to be able to go and do yoga again. So I can go home and transition. I call yoga my transition.
0: So you're not I'm doing, well, you're not doing weight. You're not doing lifting or cardio or running or anything.
1: Um, I used to be a huge runner and I will do some cardio like calisthenics but COVID changed a lot. You know, our gyms closed down and with the way I work and travel, I love to like speed walk and jog. still. It just hasn't been part of my daily routine, but every Wednesday, I think for 14 years, my bestie is, um, 14 years ago was my trainer and 14 years later, she's my bestie. So every Wednesday I call it kick and spin with Kim day. That is where I even come back from town early sometimes. So I can get in there and just burn it out.
0: (laughs) Um, I Uh, like
1: that box and just, but I do not do as much cardio. But your
0: diet, but your diet is freaking excellent. It sounds like to me, no, 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 no junk. Now you strike me as the kind of, uh, I would not if I was one of your employees and I'm in the break room, And you came into the break room or whatever. And I was like heating up some pizza from the night before. I'd be like, oh, shit, there's Franny. She's going to see me eating this crap.
1: (laughs) No judgment. Everybody else is more critical of themselves than I could ever be. Mm -hmm. I would never do that. Okay. Never. You know, and when we like in our corporate breakout, we had hemp pasta. It's all vegetarian. We always serve vegetarian. You don't eat meat. Um, I do sometimes, but it's ethical meat.
0: I see. What does that mean? Can you, I know we're out of time. What's ethical meat? Define that for me.
1: So I'm big into regenerative ag. So I like to consume and I have processed every animal there is out there. I have raised hogs. I have shot sheep and butchered. Cleaned them.
0: them, processed them. You know how to do it.
1: Yeah. But that's after 17 years of being vegetarian. That's what I started doing 10 years ago when I bought my farm to move out of it and into ethical meat. And I feel a whole lot better having meat in my diet. It doesn't take a ton, but it came from a farm pretty much. I like to buy my food from farmers.
0: Okay. Back to the whole local thing. That's the same, same as not going to a chain restaurant. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I love your, your passion and energy is contagious. I can see why your people probably love working for you. Um, You just have great people skills and you're super educated on what you're doing from the farm and the science and the plant. I mean, you really know your shit combined with the fact that you're very personable and, and you're very brand oriented. You're very protective of that. I think that's super awesome. Uh, You know, I think, I think I have met a lot of shitty people in the industry. You know, I don't want to, I don't want all my cannabis friends emailing me after this launches and (laughs) blasting me but i mean there, there's some there's some there's some wackos you know crazy unorganized messy unethical people in the industry and i've met some of them and i'm just like oh my god man how are you in business bro you know, <laughs> so, I know. I know. Uh, uh you know it's so awesome to talk to somebody that is very very passionate and protective about their brand um great job fanny great job i'm really happy to know you i want to tell the listeners one more time frannyspharmacy.com go check it out order some of the product um, try it uh, everything you listen to on the show here you should be pleasantly surprised and if you don't like it she'll she'll give you your money back
1: that's um, right
0: there's well, so many I, other
1: th- it was such a pleasure I've been watching some of your podcasts and having fun I laughed I snickered and I was like and then I, I just felt like I know you and it's been so fun to have a real conversation
0: well, because thank there's you. there's
1: a lot of smoke and mirrors out there. So keep bringing it.
0: I appreciate it. I it, appreciate baby. it, Fanny. Thank you. I want to have you back on the show with so many other things I wanted to talk to you about. I'm going to make a note in my calendar to ping you in like six months and say, hey, come back. Let's talk some more.
1: And when you come to Asheville, you're going to ping yep. me yep. and say, "I put me up on the farm.
0: Yes, I'd love to. I mean, sitting around with you at the campfire with a little cannabis. And of course, I'm, I'm a bourbon guy, so I probably have some of that too. That would just be, yeah, that's right up my alley. I'm looking forward to it. Nice to meet you. Right
1: on. Nice to meet you. Take care.